Podcast. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Ronay, Doctor of Clinical Psychology and Trauma Specialist. Dr. Ronay Calvert is Executive Director of Live Treatment Concierge Services. Live Treatment provides a unique wraparound approach of concierge services in person and virtually, specifically tailored to each client with a level of effectiveness that transcends any other program. In her daily experience of guiding clients to recovery and emotional freedom, Dr. Renee Calvert gets real to shed light on subjects that have remained in the shadows with courage and compassion. Joined by Bindi Height, international spiritual coach and mentor from Ethical Change Agency, with the mission to inspire change makers and holistic healers to create collective change to make the world a better place through the power of human connection, purpose, and podcasts. It's time to get real. Hey, Ronay. Hey, Bindi. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, and I am super excited to be with you today. Uh, we're actually going to talk about um, connecting the thoughts and um, post-COVID and finding our new normal and who are we now and where are we headed? Big topic, big topic. Yeah, big topic all around the world. Yeah. If we look at where we are now, uh, as we're recording, it's it's the end of June 2021. Can you believe it? Um, and we have been through a global pandemic in, a, in the last 18 months. Um, where you are in the States, uh, it's, it's getting too post-COVID. Uh, here in Australia, we're still kind of a little bit in it. Um, but... Um, we have been through so much change, so much turmoil, so much happening in our world um, that we haven't known where to turn, who we are anymore. Um, and, you know, through the height of that, you and I met um, on opposite, opposite sides of the world. Um, but it's it's changed the way we live. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Um for better or for worse, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, one of the things that always amazes me is the resiliency of the human spirit and how we are able to adapt and change and grow. Um, but this of course was unprecedented. Uh, we had no rule book or, you know, plan, uh, for something like this. There's, there was never, and even as things developed and information was shared, it was changing as it was coming out. So just as you're adapting to, you know, okay, this is the new information. This is the latest way in which I'm supposed to be um, living my life, or this is the latest information available to me to know what's going on in my world. Next thing you know, that information is completely altered and changed. And so um, it's tested our resilience in a huge way. It's it's tested our ability to flex to bend without breaking um, in an enormous way. Um, and for all of us who have survived up until this point, I think that in and of itself is something that's highly, highly commendable. Mm. Uh, it's, um, it's not to be understated how important um, it is to recognize all that we've been through and that if we're still here and we are, um, we must be doing something right because, you know, this is, this has stretched us all, I think in, in, in ways that none of us could have ever expected. 
Yeah, absolutely. And as humans, we we tend to be quite habitual, you know, like we we see the patterns in life and we want to fall back to those. Um, but through this, there's there's no pattern. Um, it's quite random. Um, and just when you get used to one new normal, there's another one. Um, and that can be hard for some people to keep adjusting um, when that's not how they function well. Um, so, you know, I, I was, I'm reading this excellent book at the moment and, um, it talks about, um, you know, people getting through major challenges in life. And one of the things, um, that they do in that is choosing a courageous response. Yeah, absolutely. You Mm. know, we've, you know, one of the things I love to, to discuss, um, with clients and one of the things that, you know, I say with clients are really, I'm also talking to myself when I say this is that you know, I'm not a believer that bad things happen to good people for a reason. Mm. I'm not a believer that, you know, um, everything that happens that's negative, uh, is supposed to happen. Um, that's just not my personal belief system. I think there are a lot of things that happen in this world that are not, um, what any higher power, higher being, or even our higher selves would desire, um, for ourselves to go through. But the way in which we handle that, the way in which we extract from those experiences all that we can be, um, the, the, our response to those experiences, that is where we make them count. Mm. Otherwise, they're just things that happened to us, not that happened for us. And our courageous response is about looking at something and not saying, wow, I'm really glad this happened to me because look, look look at the learning opportunity it gave me. Um, there are certainly moments for that where I think that's true, but I certainly don't think that's true for everything. The idea really though of looking at ourselves and saying, how am I going to extract the best me, the best version of myself that I can be um, from this experience? How can I learn the most? How can I grow the most? How can I make this count? That to me is... That, that to me makes all the difference in terms of going through something and breaking through something. Mm. Yeah, which, which kind of leads me to, you know, something else that we've been talking about is the opportunities that have bubbled up out of this experience. And, um, you know, we've seen so much innovation and change around the world through this time and, and even the way that the, the environment has bounced back because we kind of went inside and behaved ourselves for a while. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what have you seen um, as far as the opportunities from this experience? Well, I mean, just as you mentioned uh, earlier, you know, just your and my connection with us being on completely different sides of the world. Um, For me, the idea of connection not being something that is readily available. You know, I definitely recall quite vividly um, because it's such a talking about pattern, you know, Mm. technology and how it kind of has taken over our lives um, is definitely a pattern. Um, that I see all around me all the time. And the idea of two people being out to lunch or dinner together, coffee, and they are both seemingly connecting and together, but they're each on their phones Mm. and not present. And, um, you know, when you have to work so hard at connecting, when when that phone or that internet um, is all that you have to connect with a person, um, a, it takes hard work, but B, 
I think my hope is, and, and what I have noticed is that for those who yearn for that connection, um, and those who, who want to be able to, um, continue to feel themselves move and grow, um, even in a time where, as you mentioned, you know, everything kind of, we all went indoors and kind of behaved ourselves. Um, it's also a a point of stagnancy. You know, it can make you feel stagnant. It can Mm. make you feel like you're kind of trudging through. And to me, you know, one of the things that I've seen and one of the positives that I've seen is that in order to break through this experience, you have to break down barriers that you might have had before and work that much harder at connecting, reaching out to people, um, places, experiences that you otherwise never would have because nothing's readily available and at your fingertips. You can't, you can't just go outside and, you know, um, heck, even the idea that you can't, we haven't been able to up until very recently see half of people's faces. Mm. We can't, the idea, the psychological effect of not actually being able to see a smile Mm. face to face. Yeah. And, you know, that in itself, I think um, a lot of people use their face to communicate um, without saying anything and and half of that's taken away. So I guess it's it's trying to leverage from the best of the situation, isn't it? Um, and, you know, here in Australia, we're, we've gone back into that space today uh, where we have to wear masks again. So it's, it's, it's very, very random. One minute you feel you're free and then the next you're not, um, which again comes back to you know, uh, for me, I think one thing that's really, um, risen up for me is that I've found what matters. And, and to me, I value time and freedom much more. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you were asking, you know, what have I seen come out of this? Um, you know, for me, time, my, you know, time, freedom, what I really want to focus on when, you know, everything takes so much more work, right? You have to really work at those connections. You have to really work at um, those goals. You know, nothing is as easy as it used to be. And so your priorities and really mindfully selecting how much of you there is to go around, um, those relationships and the relationship with yourself that you hold most sacred, the things that you find yourself missing the most and how to give those things back to yourself. Um, for me, I think one of the most positive things about this experience has been the stretching and growing into the unknown and into the um, areas in my life that I had never explored before because I was too busy living life as I knew it. Mm. You know, so and I and I'm noticing that a number of people have done that. They've they've taken on new opportunities to connect with themselves um, that they hadn't before. Um, And also new opportunities to connect with others in ways that are much more outside the box Mm. than they used to be able to, because the idea of just seeing a friend for coffee isn't really, hasn't really been possible. Um, So I think what I've seen from this is a lot of innovation that's come out of how do we connect how do we make our time with ourselves and others really count? Um, and how do we prioritize? Um, yeah, and that slowing down, a lot of people have had to 
forced to slow down and and in that moment is when you actually find yourself or um, find what really sparks joy for you I think and you know if you can do that in such a you know a a world of change um, that you can't control um, that's where you're actually going to find your peace through something like this but if you can do that in in under such uh, under such volatile circumstances Mm so much about yourself and what you're capable of mm. that things are far less difficult you know it can never be taken away from you mm. that times like the ones that we've been through you've taken the opportunity to know yourself find yourself learn yourself grow yourself um if you can do it in these circumstances that that tells you so much about your resiliency your courage your strength um and that's not to say, by the way, that it hasn't hurt. Mm, absolutely. The loneliness and that the, the even the self-discovery, the process of self-discovery, you know, there's a reason why they call it growing pains. Mm. You know, it, it's painful. Mm. It can be painful. Um, it, sometimes you have to, you know, break down to break through, you know, and everyone's breaking down looks a little different. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, necessarily being huddled in a ball in your closet, but it can. Um, it does mean, however, being much more in touch with your emotion and not all of those emotions are positive mm. and being able to hold your own hand and walk yourself through that. And also finding those who are willing to hold your hand from afar, even to let you know that you're not alone in this process, because it's been a very, as, 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 as volatile and ever changing and evolving and crazy as this has been, um, there are people who I know, especially for me, and I've been, I, I've definitely served this role in other people's lives that are a constant and that are letting you know continuously, you're not alone in this. This is a very shared experience. You're not crazy. Um, if you feel, you know, like you're really learning and growing one day and you're really thankful for the experience to be mindful and, and to grow your joy and your passions. And then the next day you find yourself, you know, crying over, you know, the fact that, you know, everything is not the way you've known it to be. And you can't even order your, your coffee anymore. Um, the way that you used to be able to in the morning, uh, these are very real things, you know, emotion is emotion, thoughts, feelings, they, they, they change constantly. Um, and how could they not in such an erratic world? Absolutely. And, you know, I know you and I have spoken about this on, on other podcasts before um, about um, the the grieving process that we go through and those steps of grieving um, as we began this change. Um, and if you can take the time to recognise that and just, just flow through those stages, you're going to get through it a lot better um, than if you fight against it. But yes. I guess, you know, the other thing um, – I'd be interested to hear from you is what are you finding we need more of now? Well, I think more than ever, um, the recognition of, and the, you know, just, just what we're talking about right now, the recognition of what's gone on, really recognizing that what has happened has happened and is continuing to happen. Um, what we need in reflection is to bring everything that we've learned from this period of isolation. And as you're saying, you know, it's different in your part of the world than it is in mine. Things are opening up all over the place now. And what I'm finding and I'm seeing 
is that people who have learned to adapt so and who have shown such resilience during this period of isolation are really struggling to connect in person. Um, either because they are, you know, you're just so much more vulnerable than you, you know, the vulnerability that it takes to have your face exposed again and realize that everybody can see you. Um, you know, there are, for some, for some of us, those masks have become very useful. Mm. Um, they, you know, we, we kind of have this way of adapting to something that seems, you know, originally as a negative and somehow the miracle of the human spirit is we, we actually change things that are traumatic at times into things that we find helpful or things that we actually find useful. And so I think what we need more of now is to be able to say, how do we take the growing pains and the new connections and the new way of communicating that we've had to learn throughout this whole COVID experience and as masks come on and off, both literally and figuratively, um, how do we take that and not lose that and also expand upon and work harder at our in-person relationships? You know, how do we not, how do we blend the two? I think what we, what we need more than anything right now is the ability to hold on to the new ways of communicating and new mindfulness and relationship with ourselves that we've had to develop during this process. And then actually take it a step further and say, how do I not lose that? And also forge into the world that's now become the unknown, which used to be the known, mm. which is the vulnerability of in-person relationships, the idea that you are seen the idea that you are unmasked, uncovered, um, the idea that, you know, you are, even with people you've been connecting with, perhaps through phone or internet uh, all this time, when you're in person, it can feel very different. It can almost feel foreign. Mm. And so I feel like what we need more than anything is the patience with ourselves and others. But what we also need is to be mindful of not losing the tools that we've developed during COVID, which means thinking outside the box, which mm -hmm. means making connections with others that we ordinarily wouldn't have, which means not losing that mindfulness that brought us that joy and that growth. And then getting back into being able to be in person, vulnerably connecting, really being our authentic selves and how to hold both, mm. how you these new tools, these new connections that we've made and how you become the new slash old you mm. um, in person with people again. And what we need more than anything for that, I feel, is, is, is courage and compassion. Mm. Um, the, the courage to make those changes because um, as we talked about, you know, it's ever evolving and you get used to one thing and it snaps back like whiplash um, and the compassion with ourselves and with others that this is, this is a curveball, and mm. that we're all just learning as we go, but not to lose all the tools that we've gained while re-entering life as in-person and vulnerable and unmasked.
that I think is the most essential thing that needs to happen right now. Um, Because as we've talked about and our, you know, our main purpose, I feel, and even doing this podcast is connection. And so for me, that is how we keep connection going. Mm -hmm. We keep connection going by not losing the ways in which we've connected with ourselves and with others during COVID. And then remembering and perhaps even bettering the way that we connect in person. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the way that we've been communicating through Zoom, like we are right now, um, a lot of people are really having superficial kind of relationships through that because they're only really showing what they want to show. Um, and then, you know, when we then get back out and meet people in person, we don't know where to hide. Right. Well, we're literally, we're literally and figuratively becoming unmasked. Mm, absolutely. So, we're wearing our vulnerability on our faces um, and knowing that we can be seen and having the idea of being hidden become the new norm. Mm. Um, there's, there's a comfort that being hidden can bring mm. even being hidden from ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, we can, we can learn to hide or we can take the extra and courageous step to unmask ourselves in as many ways as we can um, internally and with others during a time when we're actually being forced to wear masks in public. Mm, So, so true. Now, I guess we've talked about new normals throughout this episode, but, I mean, can normal, I'm using air quotes here, exist through such profound change? you know me well enough. And I think our listeners probably know me well enough by now and know that I don't think that anything that interests me anyway is normal. No, <laughs> um, uh, I don't think anyone is normal or any situation is normal. Um, I think, you know, the idea of normalcy, um, I think really comes down to what you were stating and, and expressing before, which is that we are creatures of habit. We mm. like power, mm. right? And so the idea I think is, you know, the new quote unquote normal is the resiliency to be flexible, to bend without breaking. And that if anything that COVID has taught us post pre going into going out of, you name it, is that is how to bend. Mm. I think we have learned how to bend and we're going to continue to learn how to bend, how to flex, how to stretch And that to me, I feel is going to be the quote unquote new normal is that we have been forced into situations where we we, we were either going to bend or break and we've learned to bend and we're going to continue to learn to bend. And that to me adds a layer of human resiliency that I think can only benefit us as humans. Mm. Um, you know, I think the new normal is flex and change and how to deal with the unknown is a skill set that we have been forced to develop and that we've hopefully forged connections with others who have helped us develop them and recognize how deeply important our connection to ourselves and others really is. Um, because, you know, you don't know what you have until it's gone. That's it. Um, you know. <clears throat> It's, it's unbelievable when something as innocuous and, and seemingly, um, you know, unimportant as 
grabbing a cup of coffee in the morning and being able to smile at your barista. And that just can't happen anymore. Yeah. And it, it's thrown challenges at us that we've never had to face before. And and I think, you know, to see us, uh, you know, as you say, flex and bend and, and deal with those on a, on a daily basis um, has been incredible. But, you know, getting back to the new normal, um, I had someone actually say to me the other day, I just want things to go back to normal. And I just said, you know, I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen <laughs> because it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. <laughs> No, no, I think back to normal um, is exactly what we were talking about. Mm. Like, what is the that can come out of this, right? And the back to normal, it's almost like back to the future, yeah. right? There, there really is nothing to go back to. We, we have evolved. Mm. If we survive this, then we have evolved through this. So there is no going back to anything. We are forever changed as a world. And how we adapt and how we utilize that information, how we grow and challenge ourselves through that information, um, through that kind of that thrown routine and quote unquote normalcy completely off. Um, I don't think, you know, we're, we're everything tomorrow to go back to pre-COVID where there were no masks. Everyone was meeting in person. There was absolutely nothing, you know, different than the way we ever lived our lives. You know, there's been too much time mm. now past, too much downloading of information, too much growth, too much change, too much adaptation. Um, we've learned too much mm. to unlearn. Absolutely. And so that is true evolution. This yeah. has caused evolution. Um, and so new to, to go back to normal would actually be to completely devalue mm. what has happened here, mm. which is that we have evolved and are going to continue to evolve from this experience. Um, and I certainly believe that that is what my intention has been. And so long as that is other, the intention of others as well, who are seeking help in order to do it wherever they, in order to evolve wherever they need it, um, that will be the outcome, is that you'll come out of this stronger, better, wiser. And why would you ever want to lose that by going back to before it happened? Because it really devalues all that we've done and all that we've learned. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I love what you said before about, um, you know, blending and, and finding a way of um, having relationships where we can blend, whether it be online or in person or however it may be in, in, in new and innovative ways. Um, with that in mind, what comes next? For me, Bindi, what really comes next is the decisiveness that we're going to have that balance, that we're not going to lose the history in order to gain the present and the future. And that all that has become so highlighted as an, and important to us during this time uh, is not something that we're going to lose as things become easier and more at our disposal, that those relationships that were more difficult for us to forge or when thinking outside the box was something that we had to do. Um, for me, what's next is continuing to challenge ourselves and encourage ourselves to think outside the box because look how much we've gained from doing so. And so 
thinking outside the box continuously and looking to looking at, for new avenues of learning yourself and others, connecting in ways that connecting with others that you may otherwise never have connected with, valuing that connection um, the way we've come to value it so much during the time that it was so difficult to come by. Um, working to keep both the relationships that are from all across the world to the relationships that are right next door, keeping all of those alive um, and really determining as we've learned through this process, which of those relationships and which of those activities really bring us joy and peace and purpose um, and prioritizing those um, because there's only so much of us to go around. Mm. So prioritizing ourselves in that way, our self-care, um, being mindful of how we're spending our time and with whom, and throwing ourselves into those things that have not only helped us survive this period, but are going to continue to help us thrive in what's to come. Mm. And, you know, that's highlighted for me that, you know, now post-COVID, if we want to say it that way, um, is that relationships take work um, regardless of whether, uh, you know, you're on the other side of the world or right next door um, and you need to make time and be conscious of those. Um, so for me, I, I make space in my life for, for everyone who's important to me um, regardless of where they live. Um, and people often ask me, how on earth do you do that? And I'm like, well, because it's important to me and it brings me joy. It fills my cup. And so if you can find what it is that fills your cup and, and devote time and energy to that, then you're going to keep those relationships alive in a very connected way, regardless of geography. I absolutely, I could not agree more. And I think recognizing as well that it's okay to let certain relationships go. Mm, mm. Don't serve you. Yeah. Where you notice during this time period that people are not putting in mm. that kind of effort. Um, having the compassion with ourselves and with others to understand that no one had a rule book for this. Mm. Um, and so we can't expect of ourselves or others for this to have been an easy process of keeping connections alive. But if you do find yourself feeling like you've had that conversation where you've let someone know that they're important to you and that you want to make the time and can, can they find the time? And that continues to exist in your life over and over again, where someone's just not putting in the kind of effort to connect with you, um, to, to be present in your life in whatever way they can be, that it's okay to let those relationships go mm. in priority of your own self-care and to instead prioritize those activities, people, and places that, as you expressed, fill your cup. Mm. Um, we need to be filled right now. Mm. Um, we've been stretched. We've been asked to change and evolve and grow and, you know, flex in ways that are very, very difficult and challenging. We need to be good to ourselves and we need to surround ourselves by others who encourage the best in us and who have something to give. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, human connection is incredibly important to you and I. And, and one of the things that uh, I guess amplifies that for us, uh, my play on words, um, is music. And uh, 
uh, we have a, a global playlist of our own, um, but as part of this show, we also have a special playlist that's related to every episode of the show. Now, based on this episode, Ronay, what's your song? Who Are You by The Who. Mm. And mine is Read My Mind by The Killers. Uh, those are both available in the playlist on Spotify. Just search for Get Real with Dr. Ron A and you'll find all the songs in the playlist, which is going to grow as the podcast grows. And finally, we also have uh, a meditation uh, available for you relating to this episode. Um, through COVID, uh, I created this uh, meditation called Embrace the Now because one of the things I realised was that a lot of us were projecting into the future or obsessing on the past and not actually living in the present. And so what Embrace the Now does is it gives you the opportunity to do just that. So if you uh, jump on to Insight Timer, uh, search Bindi Height or Embrace the Now, you will find that and we'll have the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for getting real with me, Dr. Ronnie. Thank you for getting real with me, Bindi. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronnie. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronnie or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit livetreatmentvip.com. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.